You're listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This is the Artist Profile Series, Episode 13. I'm Marie Tayar, and I will be your guest host for today's show. The mystic is not, as some accuse him of being, a renegade or deserter who does not share the earth's agonies nor its raptures. He, too, for all the infallibility of the dogmas he holds and the promises of paradise he had received, knows that he must fight to keep what he holds and that he must seek if he is not to lose. What is the nature of a mystic? As part of the artist's community, we are new or long-time, yet nonetheless faithful, listeners to this podcast, Makers and Mystics. When I first engaged with this podcast, I was entranced by the term mystics. And I acknowledged that all creatives and artists, especially believer artists, seek to apprehend transcendent realities within and around us. Through art and our crafts, we seek to explore and share our experiences, our perspectives, and our respective journeys towards truth and beauty. Yet, just as we might examine the characters and qualities of a leader in other arenas, what are the most salient qualities that make up the character of the mystic? As we ponder this question, I would like to present to you Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. Teilhard de Chardin, whose years were 1881 through 1955, was a French Catholic priest, philosopher, paleontologist, geologist, and a writer of fiction and literary nonfiction. He wrote extensively on science, on his scientific discoveries, and on his most intimate thoughts of Christ as the consummate culmination of spiritual and material realities. His life and his works were based on the biblical text of Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 17. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Unfortunately, dissemination of Teilhard de Chardin's philosophical writings and teachings was banned by the Catholic Church. In 1957, the supreme authority of the Holy Office forbade his works to be retained in libraries, including libraries of religious institutes. His books were not to be sold in Catholic bookshops and were not to be translated into other languages. Even in 1963, the Diocese of Rome required Catholic booksellers in Rome to withdraw his works and all works that espoused his views. It was not until the 1970s 
when Teilhard de Chardin's works were circulated and began to receive acclaim. With many others to follow, Cardinal Casseroli wrote in 1981 to the rector of the Catholic Institute of Paris, in him, a powerful poetic intuition of nature's profound value, a sharp perception of creation's dynamism, and a broad vision of the world's future joined together with an incontestable religious fervor. What our contemporaries will undoubtedly remember, beyond the difficulties of conception and deficiencies of expression, is the testimony of the coherent life of a man possessed by Christ in the depths of his soul. Well, right now you've probably observed that my last name is Teilhard. Indeed, we share the same surname. I am currently a faculty member in the Theology, Arts, and Culture Master's Degree track at Kilns College. Prior to this position, back in 2005, I was doing my own independent research on theology and creativity. By happenstance, or what I believe was divine orchestration, while in the library I came across the book, The Hymn of the Universe which is a collection of personal musings by Teilhard de Chardin. Exactly 50 years later, in fact, on April 10th, the actual anniversary date of his death in 1955, in 2005, I found him. I borrowed the book and took it with me. I sat on a public park bench and I read to the middle of the first page of this text, his words. My patent and my chalice are the depths of a soul laid widely open to all the forces which in a moment will rise up from every corner of the earth and converge upon the spirit. Reading these impassioned words, I began to sob hysterically and uncontrollably. I could not continue reading to the bottom of the page because I could not see through the deluge of tears welling up in my eyes. Embarrassed at my response to his words while in public, I packed up my belongings and I went home to my private room where I began to read page by page with heartfelt longing and with a soul open to communion. I was utterly overwhelmed. I had met my kindred spirit match. Thereafter, I began to read all of his works exhaustively. I am still working my way through his library years later. Many of his writings are undeniably challenging. But each and every single one of Teilhard de Chardin's words convey a deep faith and a thoughtful reverence for all things material and spiritual. Later, in honor of his devout life as an unmarried priest without children, I became his spiritual and legal namesake. And he, through his life and posthumously published works, he became my spiritual mentor and father. Teilhard de Chardin wrote, All we can do is accept ourselves as we are. It is God 
who has to give us the impulse of wanting him. And when the soul feels itself on fire for heaven, it still cannot by itself see what it lacks. It will see God only if God turns his face towards it. And a man cannot even force another man to do that. And when finally the soul has distinguished the burning center which has been seeking for it, it is powerless to follow up the ray of light that has fallen on it and cast itself in the source. For it is written, no one can come to me unless I take him and draw him into myself. Teilhard de Chardin was a true mystic. While primarily a scientist and philosopher, he was indeed most definitely creative. The Hymn of the Universe book, albeit a small collection, is where we find most of his imaginative literary writings. But it is his reflections on the nature of the mystic collected in the book, The Prayer of the Universe, the chapter entitled The Mystic Milieu, where we truly read his heart. We learn of his meditations and of what he believed it meant to flourish as a lover of God and creation. In the mystic milieu, he writes, it is for the mystic to carry out the task of taking possession of the world at that point at which it escapes from other men and to affect the synthesis, which if attempted experientially or on normal philosophical lines can only bring failure or disaster. Teilhard de Chardin elaborates further. Anyone who has the mystic's insight and who loves will feel within himself a fever of active dependence and arduous purity seizing upon him and driving him on to an absolute integrity and the utilization of all his powers. The qualities of a mystic, as he offers, is one who seeks to enter fully into the world, to breathe the world, to feel all its joys and sufferings of human beingness, and to extract from creation the essence of the universe that leads us to know and commune with God. The mystic is active in the world and a pursuer of justice, and his interior life is one of contemplation, reverence, and empathy. The mystic worships the divine Christ and seeks to find him in every aspect of living and being. Teilhard de Chardin offers, We imagine that in our sense perception, external reality humbly presents itself to us in order to serve us, to help in the building up of our integrity. But this is merely the surface of the mystery of knowledge. The deeper truth is that when the world reveals itself to us, it draws us into itself. It causes us to flow outwards into something belonging to it, everywhere present in it, and more perfect than it. The mystic above all, according to Teilhard de Chardin, is a warrior. He writes, and his love for the divine, which he sees welling up on all sides with each new advance affected by nature, 
the mystic flings himself with enthusiasm into the battle for the light. It is agony to him to have his vision restricted. As a reflection of their love for Christ, for the universe, and for all of creation, the mystic opens him or herself to the world and shares this overflow of awareness and communion with the divine with the world using the manner and mode of talents bestowed unto them. In summation, we of the believer artist community should be honored and encouraged to seek, experience, and share the call of the mystic. With this call, this charge, I shall share what I believe Teilhard de Chardin, the spiritual mentor, would offer to us as the mystic's prayer. Lord, it is you who, through the imperceptible goadings of sense beauty, penetrated my heart in order to make its life flow out into yourself. You came down by means of a tiny scrap of created reality. And then suddenly, you unfurled your immensity before my eyes and displayed yourself to me as universal being. Lord, in this first image, so close at hand and so concrete, let me savor you at length. In all that quickens, in all that fills to overflowing, in all that penetrates, in all that envelops, in sweetness of scent, in light, and love and space. Thank you for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This episode is sponsored by Kilns College. Kilns College is a 100% online graduate program with one-of-a-kind degrees to equip leaders in restorative justice. Visit kilnscollege.org. Be sure to join us again next week for a full interview episode.